What's up? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Anchor app. Anchor.fm is where you want to go if you want to do a podcast. What? Do you want to do a podcast? You silly goose. You could do a podcast and you can use the Anchor app to achieve your goal. Very, very simple and easy creation tools uh, that the Anchor app provides makes it so that you, yes you, can do a podcast very easily. Um, and you, uh, you can make money. You can make money doing a podcast with a uh, zero minimum listenership. You just have to have a kind audience that wants to donate to your podcast through the Anchor app. And you can do this shit on your phone, on your laptop, whatever it is you want to do. Um, and uh, Anchor provides it to all the major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts and Googles. They put it on the Googles. So uh, do what you want to do when it comes to doing podcasts and uh, get at it. Go to anchor.fm, get started today, and do a podcast tomorrow. Or do it today and get it out today and and then you're on the, the, the today list of things to do. Dates. Your boy's doing shit. Comedy. I got comedy dates coming up. Uh, August 21st. I'm going to be doing comedy in Monterey, California. Monterey. I'm going to make fun of the aquarium. We're going to laugh at otters. It's going to be great. Uh, at a place called Pink Flamingo. A, uh, I guess it's a, a, this will be the first comedy show at this spot. My man Teddy Hall. My co-producer at the Ludwig show that I do once a month or so. Uh, This is a new spot he's starting to do. So we'll see how that goes. That's uh, August 21st. Uh, September. What have we got? September 7th. I'll be at Sally Tomatoes in Roto Park in the North Bay. September 30th. I will be at Ludwig San Jose. Just like I just mentioned it, didn't I? Didn't I just say Ludwig's? Uh, And then October 8th, I'll be at Three Disciples in Santa Rosa. That was a very aggressive noise that this little machine made. What else is going on? What's that little chipmunk sound? Wow. Anyway, um... (laughs) Also, I gotta say... So that they don't come after me and hang me by my dick. Uh, Music heard here on the Sean Boyles podcast is not, I repeat, is not owned or copywritten by the Sean Boyles podcast. All right. Put that in your pipes and smoke them up. Don't sue me. Let's do a show. The Sean Boyles Podcast. Goddamn right. Music, comedy, drums, life, I once shit in a janitorial sink. 
I couldn't do I didn't know that I, there was no bathrooms and I needed to go. And so there was a janitor sink. I was painting and we were using that sink to wash our brushes out. And I climbed up on it and dropped a deuce. And then later I found out that the bathrooms were down the hall and unlocked for us. <laughs> I didn't need to shit in What's up, fuckers? What's going on? Um, thank you for tuning in to another episode. Oh, shit. Um, this is episode 100, ladies and gentlemen. Holy shit. Um, I don't have anything special planned. We're going to do a pretty just basic bitch uh, podcast. Uh, we'll uh, touch on the... We'll have reaction of the week. We'll have... Uh, We'll close it out with Earworm of the Week. I'll go through my week of uh, events and happenings and uh, complain about this or that and the other. Uh, yeah, man. So, uh, if I was... Uh, if I if shit went right this week, I might have made better time to... Um, actually, if shit went right, I would still wouldn't have had time. Uh, isn't it amazing? Like you don't have time for shit, and then something happens, and it, technically it should have freed you up, but it made it so that you're just as busy, or if not more busy than you would have been if the thing that happened happened. That's basically what happened. So, um, yeah, going into this week, I was uh, I took a job that I. Uh, well, I guess I, I I I just took it to fill the void, right? Because I had this impending out of town trip. I was uh, I mentioned it before. I was supposed to go to Anaheim to paint a house, and as we were getting closer and closer, I was going to leave on Sunday, this coming Sunday. It is Thursday night tonight. Uh, what is it? The fourth. I was going to leave on the eighth. I was going to leave, and I keep saying was because it got canceled. Or I shouldn't say canceled. Rescheduled. We're going to reschedule it for later because this fucking dude that I'm painting his house didn't get his colors approved by the Homeowners Association. And instead, he was having a meeting today. I haven't heard what happened with his meeting, but I told him, like, hey, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to plan to come out, come down on Sunday if by right now it's still up in the air because there's been a lot of a lot of things had to be planned out to make the trip happen and if you're not for sure cuz what if we went in today and then he told me later on today that it you know it got canceled and then I've you know could have did other shit or planned other shit so I got time to plan other stuff the job I'm on currently I probably wasn't going to finish and I was going to come back after and now I can actually finish it get paid in full and then have time to reschedule other things to slip in for the hole that is left by this Anaheim thing. In fact, the wife had even plans. She took, you know, she's been working and she took time off of her new job. Now, a new job's never let you take time off if you've only been working there a few weeks. And these folks were kind enough to let her go and take like a week and a half off. And she made plans with a friend in Anaheim. Now, those plans are in jeopardy because we're not actually going, but. Since I am such a kind and loving husband, (laughs) 
I'm actually going to let her go to have the plans that she had made with a friend anyway. Throw her ass on a plane and send her down to SoCal to do whatever it was she was going to do anyway. Because I'm a nice fucking guy. So Anaheim is done, or at least be getting pushed back. Maybe we re, uh, try to figure out how we can schedule it for uh, September. But as of right now, fuck Anaheim. Uh, so yeah, let's recap the week and what happened and what we did and how we did it. Uh, so I did the podcast last Thursday and then what happened? Saturday. Saturday, we had a big, uh, big plan. Um, I was taking the wife to a concert Taking the wife to a concert to see some bands that I could give two shits about. Um, we went to uh, went to the corner. What's it called? The Cornerstone. Is that what it's called? The corner Cornerstone Theater or Bar and Grill or whatever the fuck it's called. The Cornerstone. It's in Berkeley. It's a newer venue. Maybe open. Maybe a year and a half. Maybe two years before the world ended. And uh, now they are back open and they're doing shows. And uh, I had never been there since they've opened. And I've seen some, uh, you know, shows come through town that were there. You know, some bigger, you know, known folks. I can't, of course, remember off the top of my head who actually played there. But uh, they've had some s- substantial shows. Uh, very so. So we go and and and. Uh, you know, I got to take the van because that's the only mode of transportation these days since the Honda blew up. So I drive the van into Berkeley, find a decent spot to park it that I don't think my van's going to get broken into. Um, homeless are fucking out strong in this part of Berkeley. Um, it's on Shattuck Avenue, this spot. And uh, so, yeah, we go and walk in. We walk, I guess there was a we didn't I didn't know there was another door. I walked in through the bar and very new, modern looking bar. Lots of TV screens of sports shows and things and very sleek and slates and concrete tables and slickness and high falutin fancy pants shit. Uh, definitely a place that looks like they will throw me out on sight. Uh, <laughs> but uh, then attached to this place is the venue where um, the band that the wife wanted to play, this band cashed out. Now uh, we go in there, get inside the thing. We got the tickets on the phone. We go in, we get our hands stamped. She gets a wristband so she can drink. We walk into the place. And uh, now cashed out is what they call island reggae, which is code for white boy reggae. So we are at the white boy reggae show. It's a touring package. It's uh, four bands on tour together of white boy reggae-ness. And um, I guess we missed the very, very first band. Uh, They were called... uh, uh, bonsai or bonsai as would be pronounced or bonsai bonsai you know bonsai Daniel-san uh we missed them 
but the first band we saw was a band called Sideways, spelled C Y D E. Side. W A Y S. Sideways. And they came on, and I hear the guy's voice, and I'm like, isn't this the band that you wanted to see? She's like, no, it's not the band I wanted to see. I go, doesn't this guy sound exactly like the guy in the band that you want to see? She's like, no. I'm like, he doesn't? Because I thought this was the band you wanted to see. So she has been playing this band Cashed Out like nonstop, anticipating coming to see this show. So I've been hearing a ton of songs from this band. And this band's playing, this sounds, they sound just, in fact, they play a song. I'm like, this is, you know, I'm like, oh shit, this song came on in your little playlist. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it, and she goes, I thought it was cashed out. So, uh, this band is called Sideways. Yeah, right, I just said that. Um, so Sideways is playing and then they bring out the singer of Cashed Out to do a song that they do together and the place goes a little bonkers and it's not packed. Uh, at its fullest, it was probably 65 to 75% capacity. I don't know if that's what they're keeping shit at. I don't know if they're at a full clip or, or allowing a full clip. But, um, but yeah, it wasn't, you know, we weren't fucking nuts to butt with uh, people. Uh, me and the wife were wearing masks in the place, and we were the only ones wearing masks in the place. And then we started feeling kind of silly. So the mask kind of came off. Um, I don't know. I kind of almost felt like I should keep my mask on with the way things are going. Uh, we are fully vaxxed, but uh, it seems like uh, that's a whole other thing happening. Anyway, um, so this band, uh, uh, Sideways Plays, they do their set. They bring out the fucking singer for the last, uh, for, for Cashed Out. The place goes crazy. They're singing together, and they sound like the same person singing. It was like this doubled voice unison that was, I'm like, you don't think they sound the same? She's like, no, no. I'm like, they sound exact. These fucking guys sounded exactly the same. Total white boys singing in the reggae style. Um, Actually, not even trying to do, like, to their credit, not trying to do the super, you know, puntois, uh, in 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 infected vocals, you know, singing in their regular dumb accents. For I guess uh, sideways is from uh, Southern California, uh, cashed out. I believe is from Florida. Uh, so they play, and then the second band comes on. I was very interested in watching these bands play because, uh, uh, first of all, you know, so I did a band similar to this way back in the day. I was in a band called uh, Justify uh, from Livermore, and they were a white boy reggae ska kind of trip. And um, I and I I've, I explained this before on the podcast, you know what I mean? Um, but I uh, when I joined them, I wanted to unwhite their what they were doing. And try to play some like more legit sort of reggae beats, and um, some of these bands were doing that. Some of them were just kind of just playing your basic sort of rock beat, and then you got the uh, the scrape, the guitar scraped, think, 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 you know, got that shit happening. Um, 
Anyway, this band, the second band comes on, or the third band, actually. The third band comes on, and uh, we had went outside. She wanted to smoke, so we go outside to smoke and take a sort of, you know, get a, some water or she got a beer or whatever. And we, you know, but we go back in, and, and uh, this uh, the third band, they were called um, Bikini Thrill. Um, I guess a play on words on Bikini Kill. Uh, Bikini Thrill. They have a, a female lead singer. Um, and all the bands I noticed, um, everybody's got like their in ear monitors. So that, you know, kind of, you know, they got their in ears, right? And as things are going, like, I couldn't help but think that drummers, because there was more, more noise happening than guys on stage, you know what I mean? So, so, uh, sideways was one guitar, bass, singer drummer okay and i'm hearing horn lines i'm hearing little keyboard lines coming in uh extra percussion parts so uh, obviously they're playing to a track and so i don't know so when you're playing to a track it's hard to tell sometimes what's actually being played live and what's being pre-recorded uh there were some backup vocals that were there um and then every once in a while in a in um, tapping into what's called dub reggae, which is reggae that's highly affected, lots of uh, delay effects, and um, you'll hear snare drums go ba and have this extra extra delay on the snare drum to make them sound bigger and whatever. So that was happening every once in a while. I don't know if this guy's triggering or if the sound guy's doing a thing. It wasn't really, you know, and I was actually near the soundboard and I was trying to watch to see what was going on there. But the guy that was at the booth, I later noticed that he was just the light guy. He was making all the lights do fancy things. Um, So, yeah, just things happening like that where, you know, just more sounds happening than I'm seeing guys play. And then, you know, I'm kind of rolling my eyes at that. But it sounded clean. You know, vocals were in pitch. Uh, he was, you know, dude was actually singing, you know, but these backup vocals would, you know, help him out or whatever that were, seemed like they were pre-recorded or whatever. So, you know, and young guys too. I mean, and they're, you know, for what I could tell they're, they're, they're playing. And then, uh, like I said, we, so we seeing the start of the, of the third band, uh, bikini thrill and, um, the guitar player and the bass player are out there and they're setting up and I'm seeing the guitar player. I'm like, Oh, look at this fucking, look at this guy. He's got a. A white band T-shirt that's the sleeves are cut off with the sleeves are cut off in the big like big open cut. You know what I mean? So it's almost like a tank top, you know. And his hair's got longer hair, and it's sort of swooshed to the side. Um, bass player's got long old hair, you know. Like if it was like these guys look like the guys you would see play in the funk metal style bands back in the late 80s, early 90s, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the bands that would open for Primus when I was seeing Primus in clubs, these guys look like those guys, you know? Guys wearing a tie-dye t-shirt with overalls, but he's got one fucking strap on of the overalls, and he's got, you know, got long hair and a beard. The other guy's got the 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 the, the very cut t-shirt, very good looking dude. I was like, I even told Hiroko, I was like, that dude smashes puss. Like, look at this guy. He's a fucking fox. You know what I mean? And then their little tiny little chick singer comes out and she's got fucking glitter on her face and these weird, 
you know, uh, pink fucking super weird looking eyelashes and then she's singing and it seems like that it there she's singing like her, her voice sounded doubled all night so it so when i hear that all i could think of she's singing to herself or singing with herself the tr- you know those tracks for the whole thing and she's just doubling her vocal part you know because when she would talk you know or go off of it you could hear like you know so some fuckery going on there and then, uh, and then the band that she wants to see, this band cashed out. They come out, and they look like they're, you know, they're from Florida, and they look like they're from Florida. I mean, these guys look like fucking, you know. And again, I was tripping on the, all the dudes with the long hair, like it was, you know, you know, they everybody looked like you know old rockers, basically. You know, what I mean, everybody got long hair. I mean, these guys look like fucking stoners for sure, you know. But Florida stoners. So, you know, maybe uh, one guy looked a little skinny, a little sucked up, you know, and the drummer looked like a fucking cornbread fucking. So I I, I don't know where I think they they might even said Jacksonville. And I think Jacksonville is pretty red in the neck as far as Florida is concerned, because, you know, Florida's a weird mix of, of 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 peoples. Right. In the south, obviously, it's, you know, more, you know, Miami and and um beach and uh latino culture and and dancing and salsa and you know and then uh the more north you go the the redder the necks get you know a lot of methamphetamines from fucking tampa that's where all the death metal bands were from or should i call them meth metal bands um so uh, anyway, and these guys, I don't know, they played for about an hour or whatever. I knew every song they played because I've been hearing them because the wife has been playing them for the past week, if not longer. So I like I, But she wanted to go to the front. You know, all the other bands, we kind of stayed in the back. Now she wants to go to the front. So we kind of, you know, claim a little spot towards the front. And she's having a good old time. She's dancing around. She pulled out a joint. She lit it. She passed it around. She's, you know, having a good old time. Um, I'm not having a good time. <laughs> um, because I'm not enjoying the music, a part of me starts resenting everybody else having a good time with music that I can't get into. So I just found myself standing there looking up at this band I'm sure I had a shit look on my face. Um, I I yawned. I started yawning a lot. I started getting tired. Um, I was happy that the wife was having a good time, and that was actually making me smile because you know she's singing along, and and uh, you know that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to see this band. She's a fan of this band, but I was um, <laughs> I started to get pretty aggravated. Not that I got aggravated to the point where I was going to leave and like, hey, let's get out of here. This sucks. You know what I mean? It's not, I'm not, I'm not there for me. I'm there for her. But, um, but it was, I just, I, <laughs> I, I started thinking about what it must look like. I mean, not that I caught any of these guys looking at me or whatever, but I, um, 
I kind of put myself in, 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 in their shoes a little bit. What if I was on stage and I'm playing and I look out and I see some guy just staring blankly back at us and just having no reaction, not moving, not even bouncing to the music a little bit, not having any sort of reaction, just standing there Stonewall style, um, stoic and um, in, in, in kind of bothered maybe. So uh, that was me, and that was my Saturday night. And then we drove home. She was very just bouncing around. She was happy. Um, But then I had to stop at my studio in Oakland and grab some equipment because the following Sunday was my second gig with Hazards. We were playing in Sacramento, the Northern Alliance Hardcore Festival at the Den of Sin in Sacramento, California. Three days of hardcore, hardcore. Um, <laughs> not that I heard a commercial that sounded like that or anything. So, uh, anyway, I get um, the singer Gil and our bass player Billy, who was the singer in uh, one of the singers in Insolence with me. Uh, Joey was up there already, the guitar player, because his other band Dolores was playing Saturday, and Dolores has been kicking ass. And making a pretty good name for themselves in the uh, in the hardcore scene uh, between Sacramento and the Bay Area. Um, Dolores um, now Joey pretty much writes the bulk of the music for Dolores and Hazards, so um, he's kind of he's got a. I haven't talked to him about it yet, but I, I I'm curious to know where he because they're tuned the same. And, you know, it's in a similar style, but, like, where does he draw the line? Like, what is, you know, and I haven't had a real, I mean, I've texted him, you know, a couple things, and I think I have an idea. But uh, Dolores is definitely more of a um, metallic hardcore, definitely a lot more metal influence, especially death metal, uh, especially with the way that uh, Leo sings. Um, and... Um, and then Jordan, their 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 drummer, you know, he's a pretty you know efficient uh, double bass player. Um, so he's got some really nice feet. So there's a lot more double bass and just more aggressive sort of you know metal influence into Dolores. Um, and it seems like Hazards wants to stay more on a you know old school punk, um, post hardcore. Um, kind of trip, you know, like maybe even um, maybe even a touch of the like the more progressive hardcore, you know, like what Converge started off doing, or um, um, not cave in in the space rock. Well, I cave in the early in, you know, botch, or um, or even like poison the well. Or uh, the Bled, uh, Glassjaw. That's the bands that the the singer really digs. So uh, trying to uh, trying to keep it on that side of things as far as, uh, but still under that umbrella of hardcore. Anyway, so uh, they pick me up. We load up the load up Gil's car. Um, we get out there. I was told that I didn't need to bring drums. I just needed to bring stands in my breakables, which are cymbals, sticks, and pedals. Um, and I do that, 
and I get out there and I notice everybody else that's playing is loading in drums. And uh, Joey shows up and I'm like, hey, man, um, I thought you said we didn't have to bring drums. I didn't bring my drums. He's like, dude, I text you to bring your drums. I'm like, and I'm looking at our group text thread, and I fi- I see it finally. It's fucking way back, and I'm like, and it was on Friday. This is now Sunday, and I just I just didn't see the text. I missed it. So, um, which if I did bring my drums, that's that would have meant we couldn't have like all rode in one car. Um, the original plan, Billy was going to come up and just you know come with me, and we were going to jump in the van. I was going to drive the van up there. Uh, but Gil said, no, I'll drive and we can get everything in my car. And and that worked out great. Um, and he brought his uh, his girlfriend with him. So the four of us in his car, you know, kind of small SUV, but enough room to put. Although we didn't need to strap my chair. I brought my chair and I don't use a regular drum chair. I actually use an office chair. It was a little bit better for my back because I'm an old fuck. So, uh. So we st- and he has a luggage rack on the top of his SUV. So we, we strapped the chair to the luggage rack and then uh, headed on down the road. And it was great. But then we show up and I don't have drums. Fortunately, the ba- so we're playing second on this outdoor stage and it's Sacramento. And right now we're fucking middle of summer. The Central Valley has been having fucking 100 degree days every day for like three weeks. And Sunday was no fucking exception. It was hot as fucking balls out there. And that dry Central Valley fucking gross-ass heat the stage we're playing on is not covered. There is no cover over the stage. There's a stage just in the corner of this lot, and it's outside, and shit is just getting hot from just getting baked in the sun. Um, uh, the Den of Sin, an interesting spot, I and I didn't know this until we got there. This is the... Um, uh, I mean, that's what they call the place, but this is actually the motorcycle club, the Booze Fighters, the Sacramento chapter of the Booze Fighters. This is their um, their clubhouse. So it's in, you know, super industrial area. There's nothing really around there. The there was a chain link fence and you could see into the next lot. Because it's only a chain link fence and there was just, you know, concrete all piled up, you know, like something just got knocked down. Uh, actually, not just got knocked down. Something got knocked down years ago and then, you know, a pile of rubble that would have looked really cool as a backdrop for a band photo. Uh, I don't know if any bands actually did anything like that, but we were thinking about trying to do it, you know, because I haven't taken band photos with this band Hazard yet. Anyway, um, so I have no drums, and I got to figure out how I'm going to get drums so I can do this show. Uh, I talked to the first band. Um, they were still on the we don't need to bring drums um, uh, sort of uh, idea as well. Uh, but fortunately for this band, Ronan, who is uh, from Sacramento, their rehearsal place was like a few blocks away from where we were fucking doing this show. They're like, dude, if we need to go get our drums, we're literally right over here. We can go get them easy. You know, I said, well, you know, let's do that. You know, I said, well, let me talk, you know, there. let me talk to you and see what's up, you know, because we were told that we didn't need to bring any, you know. I mean, I got told yesterday I wasn't, didn't need, you know. So anyway, he's got to bring his drums. So they go run, get drums, bring them back. I help him load them up and, and, and set them up. Fortunately for me, dude is also left-handed, which is great because that means we didn't have to switch the kid around. He played on it the way he plays on it. I just adjusted some stands 
he needed to use, so I had brought my stands. He didn't have any stands. He didn't bring shit, actually. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. So he used my stands and I used in 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 in, in his drums. So it worked out. I just had to readjust the stands after he was done. Um, he had a decent kit, you know, Mapex kit. Um, a little bit too much uh, uh, padding on his toms. They were a little dead sounding. But I'm not complaining because I didn't bring any drums at all. So, But while we're playing, uh, Billy's bass keeps cutting out. And he can't play fucking, he can't get through a riff without the bass cutting out. He Every time he hits his distortion pedal, it cuts out. So he stopped hitting his distortion pedal. But um, every, oh, Jesus, every fucking 15 to 20 seconds, the bass is cutting out for, you know, four or five seconds, and it was coming back on. So um, it was very frustrating. And then I realized what was happening. It was just too fucking hot. His bass head was actually overheating. He said the light kept coming on red, and then would go purple, and then go back blue. Blue means go means everything's okay. Red means, hey, we got a problem. Um, he actually put at one point put his hand on top of the head and he nearly burned his hand. Uh, it was So his head was just just getting roached by the sun. Again, no cover. Um, so um, we had a little problem with that, but we played well. It uh, didn't seem like we got to do a full set either. We were only, you know, we were only going to play 20 minutes and um, it was like fucking two songs we had to cut out of the set. Um because they told us two, we had two more minutes. We're like, what the fuck, you know? So um, anyway, I think we only played fifteen minutes to tell you the truth. So maybe they um, started us a little late, but yet wanted to keep shit on time. So um, that's that. That's what happened there. No big deal. I mean, not the end of the world, but it did sort of suck that uh, you know we didn't get to play our full uh, the full clip, you know. But whatevs, uh, fun, had a good time. Uh, Billy was making us laugh uh, by uh, complaining, uh, complaining about the heat. Uh, we kept feeding him waters uh, between the waters and the uh, PBRs that he was drinking. Uh, he just, I don't know, he was being, he's like, how can anybody live? He's from San Jose, you know what I mean? He's lived in San Jose all his life, you know. San Jose gets a little heat, but this fucker doesn't go outside. You know, he works at a fucking Whole Foods and, and plays music and, you know, hangs out on bars and shit. Like, he is not outside ever. So, um, the heat wasn't anything he was used to and he was crying about it a lot. I'm like, dude, we went to Japan and it was fucking way hotter than this. Especially with the humidity. We were in Japan with fucking 95 degrees and 85 to 90% humidity. So, um, this wasn't shit. In Sacramento. And I maybe had been acclimated because I'd been working in Rippin for a couple, three days before this show. And Rippin is also Central Valley. And uh, again, 100 degree days every day. So this little heat that we were having in Sacramento wasn't bothering me. But we played well. Uh, people got, you know, got some notice about what Hazards is doing. But what I'm really looking forward to with Hazards is helping them start to write, uh, start to write new stuff. So uh, that is next on the agenda. And uh, I think I got a couple of riffs that I can throw out for the old hazards to fuck with. We will see how it goes. We will see how it goes. 
Um, let's see. What do we got? Uh, oh, this happened today. Let me tell you about what happened to your boy today. So I'm out here in Ripon, California, which is in between Manteca and Modesto, right? In the in the fucking smack dab middle of metropolis that is the Central Valley of California. And uh, I'm off Highway 99, and I'm doing this job. I was on the roof of this job today. The pitch of this roof, if it had any more of an angle, if there was any more of a pitch to this roof, I would not be able to climb on it. So I'm already climbing on this roof with a very, very tight butthole, okay? I'm on this roof being very careful and being uh, just very, just, I'm clinched. I am clinched, Jack, because I don't want to fall. So I'm, uh, this was, uh, well, this was yesterday. This didn't happen today. This was yesterday. Um, I was on the same, I was on the roof again today. But, um, so I'm on this roof and I got to paint some shit that's on, you know, cause it's a second story and there's roof before, but you know how houses are fucking, how they look. But, um, it's the, the it's ceramic tiles or, or, or those, uh, bricky sort of thick tile roof. Right. And they're a dark gray and they're getting fucking hot, dude. Like I can't even put my hand down on it. I can't put my hand down on it anyway because of the angle. I would be all fucking cattywampus. So I'm standing, you know, I got to stand with my feet sort of pitched a certain way so that I can have balance, you know, and I'm standing there and I go to move my foot. And as I move my foot, the sole of my fucking shoe does not go with the rest of my foot. It comes off. The roof was so hot that it deactivated and remelted the glue on the sole of my work shoes. And it made me slip. And I fucking. I, 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 I have never been that scared. I got so fucking scared because my shoe is undone. The fucking the soul is is stuck on the roof because it got melty. I kind of do a little stutter and I catch myself and I don't slip down or fall. But the little stutter was enough to just fucking scare the dog shit out of me. I pulled the soul off the roof. I put it back on the roof. Stuck. Stomp on it with my the what's left of my shoe, the sole sticks back to the shoe, and I gingerly, carefully get off of the roof and get to the ladder and get down, and I have no choice but to drive straight to a Walmart. Now where this house is in Ripon, California, is in between a Walmart in Modesto and a Walmart in Manteca. I figure that neither one of these fucking Walmarts are going to be better than the other one. So I just keep going east and I go to Modesto. Now, I was scared shitless about what happened on that roof. In fact, as I'm driving south on 99, I'm I'm actually shaking still. 
Okay, I really scared the fuck out of myself. And then I get to the Walmart in Modesto, and the fear continued. I've never seen so many fucking tweakers and just oddball-looking characters. I mean, people shit on the, the, the customers of Walmart all the time. And, you know, stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. And these fuckers in this Walmart were checking all the boxes of all the stereotypes of the people that you see at a Walmart. It was frightening. Frightening. The late, the, the, there was a couple in front of me, tweaked out of their fucking gorg, jaws are wig-wagging back and forth, and they're buying school clothes for their little tweaky kids. These kids are running around the cart. They're poking each other. They're fucking sunburned. They're just running around. They're dirty. They got jelly and boogers all over their hands. And they're just fucking running around and making noise. And the amount of clothes and shoes and shit. Obviously buying school clothes because school is going to be back in here in a minute. And um, I just, I, I was doing everything I could not to laugh at these fine folks for um, for what they were doing. They were just, you know, I mean, the amount of teeth that were missing from the people walking around this Walmart, very impressive. A very impressive amount of missing teeth. <sighs> frightening. A frightening day yesterday. And they didn't have the fucking shoes that I wanted. I was I I buy these fucking boots, sort of these hiking boots that I use to work in because they're super comfortable. They're they're watertight. Uh, my feet never get wet. And, uh, you know, if I'm power washing a house or whatever, my feet stay dry. These are great. I can't find my size. They don't have my size. So I have to buy a different boot than I I actually buy a work boot. And um, those hiking boots are actually a little bit lighter. This thing's a little heavier. And I don't I don't like the way my foot fits in it. I think I'm going to have to buy a little insole to make it a little bit more comfy. But I do notice that it's heavier. Look at me, fucking first world problem, fucking complaining about my goddamn work boot. What an asshole. Oh, wow. What did I just listen to? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Um, You know, I, I almost feel bad that I didn't do anything special for the 100th episode. I don't, I mean... It's 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 just hitting me right now that you know what I should have did something I should have did something special but I did so fuck off you get what you get <laughs> All right reaction of the week uh this is where me um a huge fan and lifelong fan of the heavy music um as well as other kinds of music, but my first love has always been the metal and the hard rock and metal. And dude, my first fucking three tapes that I owned were fucking Motley Crue, Rat, and Quiet Riot, okay? And I think maybe Van Halen 1984 was in there too. So I'm saying, I just right away gravitated to this kind of music. 
Um, so this is a part of the podcast where I react to a top song on the Billboard Top 100. Um, and uh, I react to the song and see what's doing on the pop charts. Um, I think the number two song in the country is this new song by Lil Nas X. Captain Controversy, Lil Nas X. Um, Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow, whose name I've been hearing. However, I don't know anything about Jack Harlow. So this is a song called Industry Baby. And let's see what kind of uh let's see what kind of shit show this song is. Baby bet, hey, cobra X, hey, couple Grammys on you. Keyboard is terrible. This is fucking awful. This is fucking awful. I think I'm going to listen to the whole thing so I can hear how terrible it really is. The Jack Harlow guy sounds like he's got something stuck in his throat. Sounds like he had a hard time starting his verse. <laughs> oh, that's still a little nod. Who's the Jack Harlow guy? See the guy that's singing? Everybody sounds the same. I can't tell the fucking difference who who, who is who. Or does Little Nas X do both, sing and rap? Okay, you know what? I can't do fucking the whole thing. <laughs> I can't. I can't do the whole thing. Sorry. Sorry, Little Nas X. This fucking that's goddamn awful. Fucking 808 hi hats, 808 fucking just fucking dumb, dumb. How why is there a video of him? Fucking, I don't know, a controversial video for this song where he, you know, sticks a fucking Jesus in his ass or something or. I don't know, does he lick the fucking, does he lick something he's not supposed to lick? <laughs> does he fuck a pope? I mean, what does he do that, that to piss people off, you know? I don't know. What can, uh, what can you do? You've already fucked the, you've, you, you've, you've, you fucking twerked on the devil and gave him a lap dance. I mean, what more, what more can you do? Where can you go from there? How crazy can you get? How controversial do you want to be? You know? And are you doing shit? Are you being controversial so that you can get eyes on you? Or are you a true artist and this is how you feel and you're expressing yourself and blah, da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Like, 
there comes a point, right, where you're doing such wild shit that you're just doing wild shit to do wild shit, and you're not really, it's not what you're feeling. You're just trying to think, okay, what's the next crazy thing I can do to get people fucking eyeballing me, right? Which, to me, that's as poser as it gets, right? Like, if you're living and breathing some wild shit um, is one thing, but if you're trying to think of a way to do more wild shit to get people to see what you're doing, that's fucking... That ain't cool, man. That ain't what it's about. Shouldn't be doing that. I don't think that's the way to do it, you know. Um, I was listening to a podcast. Um, oh, fuck. Who was saying this? Uh, la, 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 la. Some guy that... Um, fuck, who was talking about this? I wish I could remember. Uh, the idea of... Um, well, it was kind of the idea that, the, I mean, I've said it before, like, if you're going to be an artist, you know, you shouldn't worry about what how people are going to react to your art. You should be doing art for art's sake. Um, and this little, this angle was uh, a little bit more internet-based, I guess, was like where you were, you were doing things or creating art or or being a presence mindful of the reaction that you would have on social media, like you're worried about your likes and you're worried about your, um, your, you know, uh, uh, your followers and you're worried about your, uh, uh, your retweets and reshares and all that kind of shit. And so you're kind of putting up stuff that you think, and it's the exact same concept as like trying to write a hit song and trying to write a song or do music that you know is going to sell. You know, so that you can make a living. And I understand it. However, I've never, ever been in that sort of situation where I felt like I needed to do something just so I can get a thing. Um, I take that back. A part of me joined Insolence with that in mind. Uh, knowing that they were, you know, had an international following and that were, you know, the cliche big in Japan when I joined them in the back of my mind, I was thinking, well, shit, man, if I joined these guys. Maybe I can go to Japan. You know what I mean? So, you know, even though I maybe wasn't like a hundred percent doing backflips, super stoked on the music that I knew I was going to be playing. Um, it was, you know, good enough that I could stand it enough to maybe, you know, get some do get to do some shit that I possibly, you know, wouldn't, be able to do otherwise and that'd be like you know go international you know what i mean um uh i didn't necessarily do that with zed i kind of joined zed uh to help out some friends but i was enjoying what they were playing too so i wasn't minding playing that music and that worked out because i got to go to europe with zed you know what i mean um you know and i got to go to japan with insolence so it's like but for the most part uh, that's, that's, you know, like I said, ins joining insulins is probably the only time where I sort of went back on some, you know, do, do the art for art's sake idea. Um, but then again, I was, you know, had the mindset there as well as, uh, you know, helping out some old friends too, you know? So, uh, I don't feel like it was a complete sellout move because I didn't compromise much of anything. Um, 
so, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of look at it like if you're gonna if you're selling out, you are definitely doing stuff for the purpose of making money, uh, and you're not really about you know you're you're not about it. You're not fully invested in the art because you're only invested in trying to make money. And I've never, I, I don't feel like I've ever done that. <clears throat> so, uh, with that said, um, I just thought it was interesting, you know, the, uh, the idea of, of, you know, even actors or, or, or comedians or, you know, worrying about their online presence and worrying about, um, you know, of course you don't want to be an asshole. You don't want to be doing shit just to piss people off and. And doing wild shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but most assholes aren't, uh, most assholes are undercover, right? They know that they're assholes and they try to curb that uh, behavior so that, you know, so that curtain doesn't get pulled back, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, but but then again, I think there are a lot of people that sort of uh, pull punches a little bit and, and, and hold back on who they might really be in the name of staying um, uh, staying on the right side of things, you know, and, and being, uh, you know, and that goes as far as like, you know, virtual signaling and, and, and uh, trying to say the right thing about the right subject and, and being an advocate of this and an advocate of that and, you know, all this kind of horse shit. And it's like, not that that stuff's horse shit, but you, you know what I mean? Like, it's horse shit if it's not who you are. You know what I mean? And I definitely, I, I feel like I've tried very hard not to do anything like that. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe if you listen through this podcast and listen through 100 episodes and hear, um, and hear different, uh, hear me contradicting myself. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I think I've been pretty true to stuff. And if I have contradicted myself, I think I've, maybe pointed it out and said, ha, look at me being a fucking asshole. Um, cause I'm not perfect. None of us are, but I think I do try to, uh, just be true to myself. And I think that's why I got the loyal 10 to 15 people that follow this podcast. And I thank you so much. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's fucking fly this chicken coop. Huh? What do you say? What do you say? We, do a little, a little of this. Earworm of the week. That's right. Every week, as I end the podcast, I share with you that little nugget, that little musical nugget that's been swirling, swirling around in my fucking skull for the past few days or so. Uh, I'm trying to think how I even, how we even got turned on to this band. Um, fuck, I don't even know where these guys are from. I don't know if these guys are from like the Seattle area or I don't know why I think that they might be from there. What if we look them up? What if, uh, no, I, I got the shit turned off. I can't, I got, so I got to put the phone that I record with on airplane. So that's my main phone. And I put it on airplane mode during the pot during when I'm recording the podcast, so that the texts or phone calls or whatever don't fuck up the uh, the recording. 
and um, and because of that, I probably shouldn't turned turn it off of airplane mode so I can get on the internet to look up where the fuck this band is from. Um, <laughs> I'd use the iPad, but the iPad's so fucking slow. I mean, I'd be here another fucking half hour trying to figure that shit out because uh, the iPhone's a little fucking little bitch sometimes. Anyway, uh, anyway, so this week's uh, Earworm of the Week, uh, really cool band, a two-piece band. They're a two-piece band. And uh, just a bass player and a drummer. The drummer sings, and uh bass player's phenomenal. He's a fucking monster bass player. And, you know, they, you know, overdub some extra shit, you know, but when they play live, I think it's just the two of them, and it's a pretty full sound, big sound. Um, a little Death From Above, 1979. Uh, the song stuck in my head this week is a song called Sexy Results. Um, pretty cool little little jam. It's got some jam sort of uh, style to it. Anyway, uh, thank you for checking out the Sean Boyles podcast. Thank you for hanging in with me. Thank you for uh, checking out 100 episodes worth of me babbling to the fucking ether. Um, still working on guests. Um, and still, you know, they're there. They're in the sort of, they're they're on deck. They just, we haven't just pulled the trigger on doing a date. And, uh, and I'm still working on the rap song. Don't think I forgot about the rap song. The rap song's coming. I got some fucking, a couple more bars I wrote. Shit's gonna be fire, son. Um, but yeah, we got a rap song coming. So, uh, anyway, uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that bullshit. Donate to the podcast if you want. And if you can, it helps me out. Uh, the rate, review, the rate, reviewing and subscribing shit, especially the reviews are actually good. If you, in, in the rating, you give me a five star rating. That shit helps me out tremendously. Uh, puts me in the um, puts me in the fucking al- algorithms, so maybe I pop up on other people's, you know, check out this podcast sort of thing. You know what I mean? If I can get out of you know having only ten to fifteen people check us out, maybe just maybe. Oh, who gives a fuck? Who cares? Anyway, uh, let's uh, do it. Uh, Earworm of the week: Death from Above. Sexy results. Uh, be good, keep it dirty, and I'll see you dick knuckles next week.
Death from Above is from C- C- Canada. They are from the Canadias. They are from Toronto. Toronto, Canada. Death from Above from Toronto, Canada. And fuck Stanton Avenue. <laughs> 